Welcome to today's episode of One Step at a Time, which is part of Your Living Room's podcast series promoting our person-centred service. My name is Diane Boyd. I'm Managing Director of Your Living Room Community Interest Company that provides person-centred services for people with hoarding disorder or hoarding tendencies. We believe in the power of collaboration and therefore as part of this series, as well as hearing from our clients' personal experiences, are inviting colleagues and partners to talk about the services they deliver that help so many in the community, as well as our own beneficiaries. Today we welcome Alex Klukaris, who is the proprietor of Changing Life Course with Alex Klukaris. Alex describes herself as a natural catalyst, bridge and communicator but she is so much more to the many people that have been fortunate enough to benefit from her person-centred and inspirational approach. So welcome, Alex. Thank you, Diane, and thank you for that lovely introduction. You're welcome. So first, what do you think the effects of COVID have been on people and what can people do about it? Um, that's the big question of our times, I guess. And um, it's been... It's, it's presented us with a, a landscape that's um, very shaky, an uncertain landscape. And all of our normal props that we normally have to feel secure as individuals, whether it's our house, or jobs, relationships, our habits, our shopping, our entertainment, suddenly the rug has been pulled beneath our feet. So it's created, uh, as we know, um, a huge, huge turmoil, um, isolation, and um, the whole ripple effects that we, we, we know about regarding the effects of COVID, which, yes, we've, we've now overcome, shall we say, the, the epicenter of it, but we're having to deal with um, all the, um, the ramifications, and we don't really know where it's going. Um, one, of, one of the things about the landscape being uncertain or, or conditions being un, un, uncertain is that it also presents um, opportunities. So on the one hand, as we know, of course, and, and for each individual is different and every single individual I know has been affected. Um, uh, detrimentally in some way okay so I'm going, perhaps we'll talk about that later but as a life coach from the from the coaching perspective I like to focus within the cry the ops excuse me the opportunity within the crisis crisis so my question would be to our listeners what if within your current circumstances whatever they may be and whatever effects uh, ha, that you you're experiencing um, through the COVID crisis. What if within all of that chaos, there were gifts or lessons or opportunities for your own development, for your own growth? A lot of people um, that I speak to, and I speak to on average thirty or forty people a week from all sorts of backgrounds and all walks of life. Uh, many have been going through a process of re-evaluation. All of a sudden, we've kind of been, you know, we've all we experienced kind of a mass retreat. And as we know, when you go to when you go on a retreat, 
you don't go there for fun or it's not, it's not like a holiday. You go to a retreat to, to look at yourself, um, look at your life, and it takes courage to do that. So in some ways, we've, we've all been on a kind of a retreat in, in isolation, and yes, we are emerging slowly, um, and many of the people I, I speak to are, whether they know it or not, in a process of reevaluation. So it's, wh- wh- where am I going? Um, how happy was I in my pre-lockdown life? Um, what, what do I want from life anyway? Um, what are the things that are important to me? Those, this is what I meant by looking at the opportunity in the crisis as, as a way to reevaluate your life. And I would say an, an, another common theme that I, I picked up, I'm picking up from people who I speak to, is um, that people seem to be embracing the pleasures and the appreciation of the small things in life. It's a bit of a cliche to say, yeah, the simple things in, in life are, are the best, sunshine, fresh air. But actually, I think we've all been experiencing that to an extent and we we've been able to gauge a new kind of value in the little things and perhaps rethinking about what matters in life connections um going for our our walk that we look forward to um trying a new cake recipe um starting a new course, creating something new. Those are the opportunities of almost rediscovering ourselves. Um, and this, and we can see this on, on different levels. We can see it in terms of, of a bigger level, in terms of my purpose. Why am I here? What's life about for me? What do I want from life? Those are big questions. Um, and... Uh, one of the ways to start to approach these, you know, what, what, what will make me happy? So when clients come to me and they say, Alex, I just want to be happy, I say to them, okay, what's happy for you? Because happy is different for everyone. And that's not necessarily an easy answer, uh, easy question to answer, because it does involve a bit of soul searching. What is it actually that brings me fulfillment, that brings me peace, that gives meaning to my life? And, and those are you know, big questions to think about. And just one little tip um, uh, on, on, on beginning that journey, starting that journey, is uh, for any listeners that that are in that phase that may be wondering about, well, what, 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 what do I want? Um, I, I, perhaps you're disconnected from your old job. Maybe it doesn't give you the, the, the fulfillment that it does. So I'll, I'll just give you one, one little tip um, on this occasion. And, and that is, um, think about what is important to you in that area of life. So if you're, if you're thinking about work, Make a list of all your work values. So that is, what, what do I need in the workplace in order to be happy? Is it meaningful connections? Is it a sense of contribution? Is it So have a little think about what's meaningful for you. If it's other aspects of life, again, think about what are the things that are important 
for you and make a list of your top 10. So it might be family, it might be that creativity is important to you and you want to start to explore it. It might be that nature is important to you. It might be that you um, want to um, contribute and make a difference. If so, start to think, well, who do I want to make a difference to and what kind of difference? So once we start that journey, we can then begin to develop a little bit more clarity and that clarity will act as the blueprint of our next move. It will act as a guide. So at least we can be aware of of the direction. So coming back to your original question, Diane, (laughs) a lot... um, Um, obviously has changed, our our world has been changed upside down, but this is the time to start thinking both individually and collectively in our communities, in our, what I call in our tribes, but also globally, what kind of world do I want to live in? And what am I prepared to do to to my in, in my own little humble way, whether it's baking cakes for the and distributing to the homeless, or whether it's joining the local environmental society, whatever rocks your boat, what responsibility are it, is each one of us going to take to make this world the, the kind of world um, that we want to live in? So that's what I meant by opportunity. Thank you, Alex. What about listeners who may be today feeling fear or feeling very overwhelmed? So the important thing is to focus on on what you can do, what is within your control. Um, Perhaps think of one or two little baby steps. First of all, um, isolate what it is that you actually want to be working on. And then just take one or two, identify one or two baby steps towards it. Now, support is of utmost importance. Uh, We cannot do things uh, on on our own, even if, if we think we can. We are interdependent. And this is a time where we can... Um, learn to receive as well as give. If you're kind of a people pleaser, it's a, it's 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 that receiving and and being able to re- to give, and um, to promote this working with each other. So we all need each other, and there is always support available, whether informal or through organisations. So. Focus on what is within your control and take steps to go towards what you want. Get some support and be aware of your triggers. That's the other tip I would give. Um, it, when, when we're triggered and we've all got lots of buttons and could easily be pressed, if you start to recognize what your triggers are, um, you can then prepare so that next time a trigger is is pressed you can respond to it instead of react automatically with um, fear so it um, it may be that or anxiety so it may be that you're attending um, um, a social event and um, that's one of the things I have noticed a lot of loss in confidence and social anxiety 
uh, has emerged through our long-term isolation. So the trigger is the social event. What could you do to, to what, what could you say to yourself um, to look at it differently? For example, to soothe yourself. If it was a good friend, for example, who was saying to you, I know what, I want to go to a social event, but I'm terrified. I, I, I think I've forgotten how to socialize. <laughs> um, what would a good friend say to you? Or what would you, would you say to a good friend? So it may be that, um, uh, oh, take your lucky stone with you. Because when you know when you, you take your lucky stone, um, you feel com- you can have a comfort object. Um, you could um, think about two or three little opening lines that you could practice to, to break the ice. Um, you could... Um, think of it as a learning experience and put yourself in that situation and see what worked, what didn't work, what would you do differently. So everything is potentially a learning experience. Um, you could have your um, phone, um, a backup person to come and pick you up if you feel that you might have, let's say, a panic attack. Um, so there are always things that we can do to, first of all, recognize what our trigger is and secondly, find different ways to help ourselves so that we can prepare. And then the more you uh, recognize the trigger and, uh, but you don't react, you, you notice that you've been triggered uh, and then you notice that you have a choice of how you're going to respond um, and so you have your little backup plan as described. So I don't know if that hopefully makes sense to your listeners. Um, and definitely get some support if you feel that it is really impacting your life, you know, anxiety and fear. And yes, they've gone, they've shot right up on the upward upward curve and we all know about curves and statistics because we've been bombarded with them left right and center and the other thing actually that I would say about fear is avoid the news what you know by all means keep informed but there's no need to sit and absorb material that is not helpful so be aware what your daily intake is we all know about our five fruit and vegetables a day but what about what are we feeding our brains and our hearts and our souls with? And I invite everyone to be more selective, to choose. And the question to ask ourselves is, is this helpful to me? Is this beneficial to me? Is this boosting me? Is this helping me to grow? And if the answer for any, in any of these is, is yes, or of one of those, then, then go for it. So, um, yeah, Diane, it's all to do with the journey of awareness and getting to know ourselves better. Because once we've got the core of ourselves, we're clearer, we're more secure within ourselves. We found a little bit of peace within ourselves and and we'll work on strategies on how to deal with the challenges of life. Then we've got a, a more solid anchor. And from that anchor... We can go out into the world post-lockdown and start to operate in, 
in the way that, that suits us, even if it is gentle steps forward. So I hope that made sense, Diane. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Do you have any tips on uh, for the listeners on dealing with um, change and uncertainty in these times? Um, change is always there, isn't it? It's just, it's almost that the lockdown, what, what, what it's done and all the experience all of us have gone through, it's just precipitated it. It's just made it a lot more um, <laughs> uh, quicker. And so what if change was a part of life um, that is inevitable? And the what if change also um, was actually an invitation for us to grow? So if you think about a skier, um, you know, a skier will lean towards you know, they will, they, will, they will lean, you know, it's about leaning forwards. So what, are, um, and, and that's actually a, um, a metaphor used by Robin Sharma, uh, the, the author who wrote The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. <laughs> um, and uh, he also um, wrote a book about uh, leadership, which I, I forget the title. And, and he was saying uh, about leaning towards the change as opposed to resisting it. So change is going to come anyway. If we resist it, all we're doing is we're producing more um, uh, resistance, more uh, pain. That's what pain is, is resistance. But if we begin to allow ourselves to go with it and see it as life pulling us in a certain direction for our own growth, we're going back to this idea of um, opportunity. Now, in times of change, especially now where everything is changing, all aspects of life, everything is being impacted. Um, we need to have that foundation of well-being. So we're talking the basics. We're talking. Let's try and hit, uh, eat healthily. Let's let's introduce some movement. And a lot of people have discovered lots of fantastic things like allotments and exercise. And, and, and it's a whole movement going on and it's spreading. And that is um, a very positive virus, um, if I may use that pun. Um, so the well-being, the personal well-being, the basics, your balance. So asking ourselves, what do I need in order to maintain my balance? What ingredients do I need in my balance cup? to feel okay. Some people need more space, some people need more uh, nature, some people need more activity. So think, what is it that I need to have that basic well-being? Um, in times of change, that will, that, that will be our anchor and our foundation. Um, also keeping connected with like-minded people, avoid toxicity. If there is toxicity in your life, you need to begin to distance yourself from it. Um, as, and, and you will find that as you change and evolve, you'll be attracting new, new people. So that's, that's, that's part of change. Part of change is letting go. So be aware of what you need to be letting go of. And um, there is fear involved because that's our sense of identity. But just allow it. Allow it to just fade while you start building on the new. Um, and then 
the other thing I'll say about change is that because this is affecting all of us, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very um, keen on the idea of working together, uh, but also on contribution. So think about what contribution, what's your specific contribution that you want to make to your family, to your partner, to your community, um, because this gives us strength. It's the opposite of what the coronavirus situation has tried to do to divide us. But together and collectively, as well as individually, when there are enough drops, you think I'm a drop in the ocean, what difference can I make? But a drops, lots of drops will make a, tr a trickle and then it will make a stream that will make a river. So change is possible and we are not alone. We can do this together by supporting each other through that journey. Thank you, Alex. Okay. Very inspirational. <laughs> Um, do you have any last messages for our listeners? Um, I think it would be what I've kind of just been saying, that life is a journey. Um, we, each of us is on our unique path. We each have a different sets of challenges to deal with. And someone once said, progress is moving from one set of challenges to another set of challenges. So what I mean by that is that we all have recurring themes that keep coming up in our life. Might be different circumstances, but they keep coming up. So just take a note of your themes. Um, do some reflection, some journaling, some reading. There's so many books out there on personal development, psychology, mindfulness, whatever it is that attracts you. Go with that. Um, use your intuition. Um, I'm, I'm a strong believer in our own, shall we say, inner compass. So we all have it, but we haven't been taught, unfortunately, in our society um, how to use it. Find ways of connecting with yourself. You know, throughout the day, just, just stop with a cup of tea or just sit down and just check in for a minute or two. How are you doing? How am I doing? What's going on for me? Um, interestingly, uh, last weekend I, I, I visited some friends and um, their four-and-a-half-year-old um, who goes to a forest school <laughs> um, said to me that he does mindfulness at school. So that gave me such a... <laughs> such hope in that if we were taught the kind of life skills that uh, were, uh, some that I've mentioned today, some that we are learning the hard way and some by, you know, attending um, courses and reading books. If we were taught these basic skills of navigating life, how much better and easier life would be. So I'm going to leave you with one last um, rhetorical question that each of you can ask yourselves whenever you're faced with a challenge. Notice I said challenge and not problem. 
Can you see the power of words that challenge implies that is something that can be worked with and overcome, whereas problem is quite a big, heavy block? So be aware of the language you use. And the question is as follows to ask yourself when you're stuck with something, um, a situation or an issue. If this situation or issue was a gift, a gift, an opportunity or a lesson in disguise, what could that gift, opportunity or lesson be for me? Reflect on that. Write down if you um, uh, uh, if you do journaling, um, any thoughts, and see it as life asking. Uh, another question, sorry, to ask yourself is what is life asking of me here? If I ha if I attracted this for a reason, if I attract if what if I attracted this in my reality for a reason to do with my own personal evolution. So stand back a little bit, be objective and say, what is, what, what, is, what is it trying to say to me? What am I supposed to be learning here? So this is a, um, one, of, one of the core tools of coaching, which uh, I hope at least some of your listeners can, uh, can reflect on and use. Thank you, Alex. That was great. Could um, could you summarise for our listeners what your services are and how can anyone get in touch with you? Um, thank you. Well, I've got my uh, private practice as a life coach, so that means I work with people on a one-to-one. -one. Um, just to, uh, to just clarify on a very generic level the difference between coaching and counselling. So we all go through crises, life crises, and there are times when we do need that extra support We're, uh, on, the, on that emotional level. And I highly recommend counselling as a way to work with whatever's going on in your life and as a, as a personal development tool. And by the way, it's a sign of strength and not of weakness to be working on yourself. I don't know anyone who doesn't need to work on themselves. It's part of life and growth. So, um, whereas coaching is um, also, of course, a, um, a pathway to working on yourself. It's more about where are you now and where do you want to go? Where do you want to be? in any aspect of your life and what's stopping you what's in the way now you may not know where you want to be which is very very common so um, part of the process of coaching is getting that clarity and I've already given one clue uh, in this podcast about think about your values yeah in terms of getting clarity so um uh, I work with a wide range of people, all walks of life. Of course, nowadays, uh, it's mostly virtual. So uh, the advantage of that, it's, uh, it's very easy to, to connect with people. Um, I work on Zoom. Uh, it could be telephone, whatever, whatever uh, people are comfortable with. 
Um, I also have um, private workshops uh, on Zoom and um, hopefully soon beginning to do some live ones. Um, I work with a number of organizations collaboratively, um, either working for the clients or users uh, or workers of the organization or with the staff. So um, um, uh, hopefully, you know, um, w one of the things that I'm good at is tuning in to the needs of an organization and putting together a package. So I'm very happy to do that. Um, and currently, I'm also offering some courses at the um, local, um, when I say local, I mean the Essex area um, of um, uh, adult um, education. So um, you can also find me uh, teaching there a variety of personal development courses. Um, the way to get in touch with me is um, either through my website, which is www.changinglifecourse.com. So it's changinglifecourse.com. And uh, my email similarly is alex at changinglifecourse.com. Um, I'll be uh, very happy to speak to anyone. Um, all my introductory sessions, uh, they're no obligation uh, because it's all about tuning into each other and seeing, you know, whether we are a good fit to, to, to move on and work together. And I will be very happy for anyone who wishes to make that initial contact. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for your time today. Thank you, Diane. Our thanks again to Alex for joining us today and thank you for tuning in. We hope you will join us again on our next episode of One Step at a Time. 